What is up, everybody? It is Junior Senior Two Views here. We're back. We're back. We're back. It's December third on Sunday. We have episode one seven one. We've had a little time off, as we said. We took some much needed R and R in the mm-hmm. wonderful state of Hawaii with some nice weather and wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. And we are back to move into things. Now, we missed a couple of weeks in the NFL, but I kind of feel like we need to move forward rather than go back. So let's talk about the week that was for the NFL as we're approaching the end of the season. Oh, week boy. 12. What isn't there to talk about? Just the New York Jets. Oh, my Lord. Really? Want to spend time on them? No, thanks. Tim Boyle. Boyle. <laughs> Boyle on your butt. He threw a 99-yard touchdown at least. Yeah, to the opposition. <laughs> to the defense. Oh, well, they stink. Why are we spending time on the Jets? I don't know. It's why much, as they, much time as I want to spend on the Jets. Why, why did the NFL put them on Black Friday? Why? Because they had nothing why? else to do. And then, uh, this is what happens. Let's move forward. Now, uh, forget about the Jets. Forget about the Giants. I don't even want to talk about either one of those teams. The Vikings and the Bears played probably one of the worst, worst, the worst Monday Night Football games in recent history. The Bears have been invited to many Monday Night Football games this season. Um, I kind of think from the Vikings' perspective, Josh Dobbs, the shines come right off. He's now 2-2 two and two as a starter. Well, look, we, eh, he's, he's a, not that good. He's a backup. He's really not that good. Josh Dobbs is a backup. I, th- I believe we, we know this. He's a backup. He's always been a backup. I mean, it's not anything to... I think it was just this whole idea of him coming in the way he did without having any kind of practice and sort of showing up on... From street clothes to uniform and, and pulling off a victory against, I believe it was against the Cardinals. Um, I mean, no, it was, it was against, it was against the Falcons. Cardinals. It was Falcons. Sorry about that. Sorry, Cardinals fans. Don't want to give you that much credit. So, look, I think that essentially this game all comes down to the Vikings. They blew it. They allowed the Bears to march down the field and kick a game-winning why, goal. Why, why did Brian Flores go into prevent defense? I don't know. Why? why did, okay, both. I blame both. Why didn't on the previous set of downs the Vikings at least try to move the ball down the field, right? That makes sense. They didn't move down the field. They ran, 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 and then decided to focus on letting the defense, which was playing pretty good, allow them to just march down the field. So this this sits on the Vikings. That's it. Oh, yeah. And now the Vikings are in trouble because they have two more games. That was a game they needed. They got two more games against the Lions. Oh, good. So th- th- I think that's it for them. I think they're out. Okay, let's move on. Forget it. The Ravens beat the car- Chargers. Surprise, surprise, shock, horror. Look, the Ravens were actually kind of beatable this game. They they weren't that great. They gave the Chargers a couple chances, but the Chargers are the Chargers. They're a really just they're they're a bad team, and it's I keep harping on Brandon Staley, but he's just a bad NFL head coach. The dude is outright arrogant barking at the press saying I will be calling the plays on the defense when his defense is the is bad because of his play calling and it it's only a miracle and the wide receivers are outright terrible I mean Quentin Johnson looks like a bust so far he has been bad it, the only reason their wide receiving core is any good without Mike Williams is because Keenan Allen's turned the clock back somehow but um. Yeah, I know. I know. The, the Chargers were never in this game. And why? I don't understand why all the blame is sitting on Justin Herbert. He's the least of their issues. Matter of fact, if they didn't have Justin Herbert, they wouldn't be what four and seven. They wouldn't be four and seven. They'd be they'd be seven and one. Uh, well, ten and one. They're that bad of a team. They're not a good team. They're not well built. 
um, people are saying, oh, they're a stacked team. They're not. They're not a stacked team. They're they're a really shallow um, bunch. They don't have a whole lot of depth. Their their offensive line play outside of Ronnie Stanley's bad. Right. Yeah, it's just it's it's not no not Ronnie Stanley. Um, the the other dude they picked. I don't know who it is. Let's move on. Eagles Bills. This is probably the most exciting game. Uh, obviously went to overtime. The Eagles win thirty seven thirty four. There were chances for the Bills to end this, but you know, say what you will about the Eagles. Uh, they they they've got, had some close games, but they're ten and one. They control the narrative. Next up, San Francisco. But you know, this game they can't keep playing with fire like this. Yeah, they can't. They can't. No, 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 no. Yes, they can. can. Yes, not they com- can. not come January. Not come January. They can. Right now, they can. And you're playing good teams, so you can't always say, well, you can't always say the Eagles will dominate. The Bulls, despite the record, yeah, but the they've Bills done this. They've team. done this against bad teams this year but as well. They did it against. They didn't do anything. They actually played as well. It was, it was look. It was Tecmo Bowl, thirty-seven, thirty-four. So it's clearly the defenses on I, either side weren't. I don't well. like the Eagles secondary oh. at all. I haven't liked it all year, and I think I figured out the main culprit, and it's a boogeyman that Detroit fans will know very well. Matt Patricia is a senior defensive advisor for the Eagles. Why, Philly, did you bring him in and your defense is gone? Your, well, the rest of your defense outside the, the the line is pretty substandard to bad. The oh. secondary is not good. Okay. Thanksgiving, let's look at that. Lions lose to the Packers. I think the Lions have lost, like, I don't know, more than their fair share of Thanksgiving games. This is like their 16th or something like that. I can't even keep track. They lost to the – look, I thought – I thought – but I think everybody believed – that the Lions would have control of this game. They didn't make Jordan Love look like, you know, you know, Daryl, you, know, you Newt Rockney. And you know, the Lions blew a chance to really control the division. So that's a bit of a letdown. You don't know. They're not quite there yet. You know, you look at the Lions, you think one week they're there, the next week not so much they're there. They're not contenders. I, I, they'll be in the playoffs, but I, I don't think they'll really go anywhere. All right. I don't know because they have a good side, yeah. And but the play calling is just, especially the defense, is still having issues. Okay, uh, Cowboys rolled over the Commanders. You didn't. Think, this was the, the Cowboys were never in trouble in this game. Forty six ten. Enough said. It's I the mean, it's the Commanders. But it's the, Cow- I mean, it's, it's the Commanders and the Cowboys were supposed to win this one. They were going to beat up on a team like the Commanders, and they did. It's okay. the, it's the Commanders. Okay. What, what else do you want to say about it? Uh, the Niners. Went to Seattle. Seattle's not an easy place to play and win. They did. They won result resoundingly, thirty-one thirteen. Uh, guys got beat up in this game. And Geno Smith's playing beat up. They, had, they, you know, the Seahawks have been injured in this game. McCaffrey ran all over everybody. Seattle is yeah. is dangerously falling off bad, and play calling hasn't been good either. Shane Waldron's play calling has been kind of average. Oh, to, um, I'm moving on to Shane Waldron. No, he's... I I just... I His play calling hasn't been good, and the offense hasn't been good in the past couple games. Okay. Um, so it's not Canada levels of bad. Okay. Nowhere near yet, but... Or even Pete Carmichael levels of bad. Okay. Speaking of which, Matt Cannon, of course, was fired. And it worked. Would in you the look Steelers at that? Ways. And would you look at that? yards for the first time. Would you look at that? The time. Steelers actually had a competent offense. It's almost as if Matt Canada was the issue. Oh, almost as if. To put this into perspective, right? This was the first time the Steelers, um, f- to in the had a midseason coaching change 
since Ever. 1941. Right. So that's since early January 1941. Mm -hmm. The Japanese had yet to attack Pearl Harbor. Yeah, okay. So, look, I, I can say it's a win for the Steelers. They only scored 16 points despite those kind of numbers for over 400 yards. Let's give Cincinnati a break because Joe Burrow's out for the rest of the season. So yeah. that's their season. And Jake right Browning there. wasn't good. Well, he's, and now, not, he's the backup. And now their next starter is going to be Joe Flacco. Well, no, no, no. It's going to be the Browns, not the Bengals. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, okay. Incorrect. Now the next game to look at, very quickly, Titans and Panthers, really nothing to see here. I don't want to look at the numbers. Panthers are hot garbage. And they fired Frank Reich. So you wonder what David Tepper's up to. What is David? Let me just say something. I'll talk here. David Tepper, really? I mean, really, it, it, you, you basically hired Frank Wright, you know, for Bryce Young's sake. He was a number one pick. He's an he, you know, offensive guy, quarterback. You get an offensive coach. I think that's it for Frank Wright. I don't think Frank Wright will have another job. I think that's it for Frank Wright. Reich wanted Stroud. The whole front office wanted Stroud. Tepper wanted Bryce Young. I'm just going to say David Tepper is the, football's ver and the NFL's version of Artie Moreno. A lot of money. He spends it. Uh, that's shown in the fact that in 18 months, he's fired four coaches. Four. Four. Mm -hmm. That is meddling. A meddling nature an on the level of Artie Moreno. He's an owner. He he's, a, he he's an owner. Yes, he can do what he wants. But you've got to let some type of vision take place in a sports franchise. You have to let a singular vision uh, create and fester. Yes, this team is garbage. Yes, this team... Has will potentially give away the first overall pick to the Bears because the Bears have their first round pick. Yes, but you have to let a singular vision take place. What Tepper has done is meddling with on field affairs consistently. Consistently, okay. all right, moving on. Uh, Texans and Jaguars. This was a fight for first place. Yeah, uh, Jaguars snuck out with a victory 21 24. This was a competitive game throughout. Um, I don't think this is over for these teams. I would say, by all accounts, the Texans are the big surprise in the South because no one saw this coming. But C.J. Stroud certainly is going to get Rookie of the Year. As for the Jaguars, look, they escaped. They escaped with a win, and they control first. They control their own destiny in the division, pretty much. This game was filled with laundry, filled with flags, and some really bad ones. That Tank Dell catch was horrible, a horrible call. But I think this is a rivalry that's going to take place in the AFC South for a long time to come. Uh, you have two franchise quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud is already asserting himself as a potential top 10 quarterback right now in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence obviously is still elite. So, And these two teams have some pretty good structure to them and are building pretty well. The Texans have been hit by a lot of injuries this year, especially on the offensive line. Laramie Tunsil's been out for a good while. Titus Howard's going to be out as well. Uh, Kenyon Green has been out for them. Uh, and on the defensive end, they've been hit with injuries. I'm not so sure about Jacksonville just yet. Uh, Doug Peterson loves taking the two points when it's just completely unnecessary to, when there's so much more clock to go in the game. It's... It's so weird. Oh, it's, they, it's almost like he's playing retro bowl. Well, as far as the Jacksonville Jaguars are concerned, they control the division. They're going to get uh, they're going to get a home playoff game out of this. As far as they're concerned, let's move forward. Okay, Falcons beat the Saints. Eh, big deal. Look, well, whatever. Desmond Ritter gets back off the bench after being benched for uh, Heineke. He's back and so, he stinks up the joint. Whatever. Look, they won twenty four fifteen. The Saints 
Uh, Derek Carthro pick six in this game. Uh, the Saints are shaky, but the whole South is shaky. So really, a team that's under five hundred will win the division. The, that's N- the, the NFC the, South. The NFC South is a Hot terrible division. It is. It is literally the NFC East in twenty twenty. Yeah, but the, the thing about this, the about NFC, NFC South that intrigues me is they're all teams that are just playing at. Or slightly below five hundred, they're all just not. Good. They're all they're all mediocre sides. Okay. all of them. Now, if you told me in the beginning of the season at zero and three, the Broncos would turn things around and be six and five right now, I would have said you're lying. But we threw a lot of you know what on this team in the beginning of the season. We gave Sean Payton hell for making fun of Nathaniel Hackett. We kind of had a sticky finger pointed back at him. But guess what? That defense has stepped up. And Russ I, is looking like Russ. And look, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd ever do this, but I'm giving credit to Vance Joseph. He's whoa, he's Vance. If you're listening, not that you would be, but he's, my God, he, he's, he's always gave you. This is the one thumbs up. This is the one Mia culpa I will give on whoa. Vance Joseph. He has improved his tactics and his defense significantly in the past couple games and that's why the Broncos are here because it was their poorest defense that got them to 0 and 3 at the start right. of the season. But from 0 and 3 to 6 and 2, that's a improvement. They they have turned their season around uh, with how the AFC is looking, there's a le- legitimate shot that they can Very make legitimate. the playoffs. Very much so. If they keep it up, Russ, Russ is, is looking like Russ. Russ has looked like Russ finally for basically the first time in his Broncos tenure. Um and their defense has so many good names and they're finally playing up to potential because okay. in years past it was the defense carrying this bad offense right and badly now, coached offense but not even in the past it was a bad defense and, then, and a bad offense and now it was an and this year it was an everything problem but right. now they've turned it around um i'm still not sure about vance joseph i'm still i oh st- wait a minute I, hang I'm, on you gotta give him you i got, gave him sorry. my mea culpa you've got to give him his break in the sun before you put him back I, into the box i gave him my mea culpa okay, but don't say he's, i'm worried about him now he's got them playing well he's There's, got he's, six and five no one thought this was happening he's Stop. got let him have his moment he, in the sun all right. Then when they if they don't make the playoffs and they make, take a turn for the worse, feel free to heap you yeah. know what back on him. All right, I, I let's just, go. I don't know. Come on, move on. Go. Now, uh, Cardinals and Rams, not nothing to see here. I think two of the teams that are struggling that won't make the playoffs. Rams were supposed to win this game. We know that. Carson Wentz is clapping on the sideline. We know that. He didn't have to play. Thank God for that. Um, and look, Kyler Murray, Kyler's out there to you know generate interest. And I look. I don't believe that the Cardinals will be drafting a quarterback. They, no, they will not be drafting a quarterback. Kyler Murray's the I've quarterback. I've said that. I've said that. I can't see that happening. I've said. I've said that since the start of the season. I've said that since the start of the season. I know, but some people season. might think that he's being moved out there to say, no. "Oh, he's nothing to see here. No. He can still play. He moves on." I, I've said that since the start of the season. They're not going to be moving on from Kyler. Okay. For, and I said it because of the bat, the huge contract. No one's going to be taking on that big cap hit. Uh, there's not a whole lot of teams with a whole lot of cap space who yes. would want to take on that okay. hit. Right. And he's a good quarterback. He's a franchise level quarterback. If you have one, why would you get rid? Why would you take another one in the draft that might not be I as know. good? The same, it doesn't make the, sense. There's always a saying. They're going to be trading down from whatever wherever they are to get more assets back. Okay, there's always a saying. You can never have too many quarterbacks in a room. Okay, next, Raiders and Chiefs. Eh. Chiefs dominate as always. Raiders always look shaky, and they did at home. The Chiefs needed a win to sort of feel good about themselves. I look, this is the thing for the Chiefs for me going forward is B 
big guess what? You're not going to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. You're going to have to go play somewhere. Yeah. And this is where the litmus test, this is where the rubber meets the road for me. Because, yes, the Chiefs have won their fair, they've won two Super Bowls in three years, what have you. Um, they've won those by having, what, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And a ton of they talent. They won't have it this time. And a ton of talent. They're going to have them up. But, they, look, they don't have, I think the receiving core obviously needs work. That's where the problem is. That's where the problem lied in the loss against Philadelphia. But as far as the Raiders are concerned, that's a win. That's a win no matter what, where you go. Tomorrow. If I don't care if they're playing on Saturday, they're going to win, right? So it's not even worth getting well, into the Raiders, it. Well, you know the Raiders, look, the Raiders, they're sort of just saying, well, the season's over. I mean, we got rid of McDaniels. We got rid of Ziegler. We got rid of the yes men that were around McDaniels. And now we need to start fresh. Um... I believe they're probably going to be shopping Devontae Adams in the offseason. I don't see I don't see any reason why you keep him on this team. The, I don't see any reason why you keep him here. Who knows? Okay, let's forget about that. Okay, now we're moving into Week 13. We already had a Week 13 game. We had a Thursday night game where the Dallas Cowboys squeaked by the Seattle Seahawks. It was a very high-scoring game. I'd say defensively sloppy for both teams. Um so what? This is a nothing burger to me. I mean, the My Seahawks are the, fading away slowly. The, the Cowboys are looking at January with bated breath because they know the old memes of not being able to get past the second round. They want to be able to get past the divisional round, but it's every year for this team, and they have to sort things out now. So it's either now or never for this side. Because well, again, they're going to find themselves going on the road. They obviously don't have the best record in the NFC East that belongs to the Eagles, yes. barring any changes. Um, clearly, again, as you said, the Cowboys will host the game, and I'm sure they'll win a, whole, a playoff game that, at home. That, Maybe. That, you never know. We okay. said that in 2022, didn't we? I know. Okay, let's look at the rest of the games for the, for the Week 13. Titans and Colts. I have the Colts for this one. I kind of feel like the Colts are playing with house money. They're that team for me. They're 6-5, and five, but no one thought they'd have six wins. Shane Steichen, obviously, put up there as could be considered a coach of the year. He's got them running. He's got them playing decently. I'm going to give the Colts for this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Colts here as well, mainly because the Titans are yeah, the good. epitome of mediocrity. They're not a good team. They're not good. I, they're just not a good team. There's nothing really much more to say. I mean, Levis, people are starting to figure out his game. I said it. After his first game, I gave him his props, but I said this is what usually happens with rookie quarterbacks when scouts have not had a look at them. Then scouts get a look at him, and their flaws get shown. Okay, next game, Falcons and Jets. Uh, Jets going to lose this one again. For sure, I don't. I don't give the Jets a chance at this game. They, I think the Falcons aren't that much better, but the well, Jets the, are not good. Well, at all. it's going to be. Who knows? It's starting. It's going to be Tim Boyle going to be starting it's, again. It's going to be. Tim, oh it might God. be Tim Boyle. Maybe Boyer. Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is no. Why Aaron, not? Aaron Aaron Rod- out there. Aaron Rodgers is such an attention okay. seeker, man. Right. Like it's it's it might well be Desmond Ritter versus Tim Boyle in the worst quarterback game. Not seen this side of Mark Sanchez. And um, another Cardinals quarterback that they played back in 2012, which was an awful game to witness. <laughs> Terrible game to witness. Oh, anyway, look, Saints and Lions. I'm worried about the Lions for this one. I get the Saints are the Saints, and they're 5-8. and eight, But the Saints' defense is not no slouches. They're okay. I'm worried about the Lions. They're missing Cam, Jor- Cam, Cam Jordan, though. They are, but I'm worried about the Lions for this one. 
I'm going to shakily say the Lions, but this is going to be closer than what people think. I think it's going to be close. And the Lions squeeze it out. I, I don't, I don't, leak it out. I don't, they need a win because they came off a real bad. I don't trust the Lions, man. They came off a stinker in Thanksgiving. But I don't, I don't trust the Lions, but I believe the Saints are really bad. Okay. I believe they're awful. So I'm going to take the Lions on this one. Okay. Texans and Broncos, a couple six and five teams. We just talked about the Broncos. They've been running hot, hot, hot. I think they're going to run into their wall to, uh, this weekend against the Texans. I think Texans win this game. I think the defense for the Broncos steps up. I, I, it has. Um, I'd be remiss if um, if I didn't notice all the injuries for the Texans on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos here. I think they go 7-5 and five and maybe start to really find a, a path into a playoff spot. Okay. All right. You say Broncos. I say Texans. Patriots and Chargers, do we really care? No. Uh, this is going to be, I believe, at Gillette Stadium, yes. Um, offensively, we know that the Chargers can put up points, but defensively, can they stop? But who are they stopping? Who's starting for the Patriots, by the way? Is it going to be Zappy? It might be. Zappy? It might be Bailey. Zappy. Bailey Zappy. It might be Bailey Zappy. Maybe, because I think Mac Jones was hot garbage against the Giants. Not that I wanted to watch that game at all. I slept with that. So... I'm going to say the Chargers. I'm going to say the bleeding will continue for New England. They're looking for that second slot in the draft for next year. I think the, Chargers, looking, I think the Chargers win this, and you don't have to listen to Brandon Staley talk to the press. They are begging. They are absolutely begging for one of those uh, pick, one of those two picks to get either Caleb Williams or Drake May. Um, I, so you say the Chargers. I think Herbert barely okay, so takes them to this, this victory. Okay. Steelers and Cardinals. Uh, look, Steelers, are, look, they're 7-4. and four. We just talked about them. They had a 400-yard game. Is it going to be against the Cardinals this time? The Cardinals are playing for nothing. Um, I'm going to say the Steelers win this one. I'm going to say the Steelers win as well. Okay, I think Kenny Pickett's kind of finding his groove. I think, you know, you know, I think they'll win this game. I He's finally throwing down the middle of the field because a certain candidate is gone, but... I take the Steelers on this one, okay. but they need they need their offensive line to step up. They really need it. Okay. Uh, Commanders and Dolphins at FedEx Field. I think Dolphins win this one. Dolphins control – their record is all based on beating teams that have bad records. Yep. So I think the trend will continue. I think the Dolphins win this Yes, one. I think they do as well. Okay. Um, but I think they get exposed come right. playoff time when Buccaneers they actually have to face Pan- a real team. Buccaneers and Panthers. This is at Raymond James. Um, I think you can maybe watch Todd Bowles crack a smile off his resting face. I think the Buccaneers win this game. Look, the Buccaneers, their record is this way, 4-7. and seven, But they've been in every almost every single game. They lost last game. They played against the Colts, but they didn't look horrible. I think the Buccaneers win this one. The, the Panthers are dreadful. They're horrible. As they ba- are just bad. As bad as the the Buccaneers' defense has been, because it has been bad, the Panthers are worse. So give me the Buccaneers. Okay, this is the game that everyone talks about. Eagles and Niners, uh, the betters have put the Eagles as the underdog. I disagree. I think the Eagles want to tell everybody, you got it wrong. We are the number one team in the NFC for a reason. We are hosting the 49ers. We understand that the 49ers are good. But you know what happened last year when they came to us? What happened? Despite the fact that Brock Purdy got hurt, we dominated them uh, and moved on. Didn't the backup get hurt as well, James Johnson? It didn't matter. It didn't matter because the Eagles won it and moved on. The Eagles are going to win this game. 
Eagles win this game. No. Eagles will win this game. You're I, saying the 49ers. I believe the 49ers. I think, I think the Eagles get punished. Whoa. I, I, think, I think the Eagles get punished for okay. s- some of their... They've been farting around farting in around. some in some in some games. Are you done? Yep. In, in, <laughs> they've been they they have been messing around in some games against bad teams and good teams alike, keeping them in games. I don't believe the high end talent bails them out of this one. Not with the 49ers' really good defense. Okay, so you say I say no. Uh, Browns and Rams. Now, interesting enough. Joe Flacco is the one who's getting dusted off. So they're going to put Joe Flacco in a bucket of mentholatum or deep heat to loosen his bones. Because the last time we saw Joe Flacco play was with the Jets, and that was a couple years ago. So I don't know where they found Joe Flacco. Didn't he start? No, no, no. no. He started in – I swear he – uh, played against Skylar Thompson in Week 18 last season for the again for the Jets. Maybe he did. Yes, okay, against okay, against the Dolphins. Okay, I stand corrected. So Joe Flacco, much to the chagrin of Ravens fans, is going to be playing for the team that obviously left Cleveland to go play. Obviously, not playing with the original Browns again. Um, look, I give Cleveland a fighting chance, but they have to protect Flacco. I'm going to say Cleveland gets this one. Um, look, I don't trust the Rams. The Rams are sort of up and down all over the place. I'll say no to the Rams. I'll say the Browns get this. They need a quarterback because uh, they have Deshaun Watson hurt, obviously, and Dorian Thompson, whatever. Robinson. Robinson's out with a concussion. So I'm going to say the Rams lose, Browns win. Uh, I think the Rams will lose. Because the Browns have a good defense. Ooh. Hopefully, Miles Garrett um, is he injured? Because I heard some. Miles Garrett is injured. Yes, I believe he is. But I think their defense is still really, really good, even without him. So I think they take this. Okay, the Packers and the Chiefs at the frozen tundra. A little bit of Chris Berman action. So they're playing at Lambeau. Uh I'm going to give the Packers a chance here. I think the Packers are playing with a little confidence. They won in Thanksgiving, of course, beating the Lions. The you know Chiefs beat the Raiders. But you know what? I don't trust the receiving core of the Chiefs. I think you agree with me on that as well. I think I'm going to give the Packers a, 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 a chance. If they can get to Mahomes, if they can rattle them a bit, if defense can step up, I think they can steal one away from the Chiefs in this game. This is going to be an interesting game. I think it's a danger game for the Chiefs. I think so as well, but I don't trust Jordan Love. I don't. Um, I, I, I've tried to stay optimistic about him under center for the Packers, but I've just gotten more and more okay. well, less enthused well okay. by him. Uh, well, he played well last week, but that was against who? Oh, well, doesn't matter. That was against who? He played against the Lions. The Lions are a oh, good yeah, team, was, so they beat the Lions. They did Remember? beat the Lions, oh. but that was more on the Lions. Well... That He's, was more on the doesn't lines. Doesn't matter. You take advantage of that. Yes. Doesn't matter if it's more on the lines. But you play I, the game. I, I don't know if their defense is okay. gonna really be all that against against a really good offense. Okay. Lastly, even with suspect wideouts. Okay. Lastly, Monday Night Football, we have the Jaguars and the Bengals. I think this is a no-brainer. I honestly believe that this is going to be at Jacksonville. The fans are going to be pumped. I think the Bengals, obviously missing Joe Burrow, this is a huge loss for them. I don't think the backup's going to be that good. I think the Bengals are going to struggle in this game. I believe it's prime time. It's Monday Night Football. And Jacksonville's kind of saying, hang on. It's not just about the Miami Dolphins in the in this state of Florida. Why not us? I think Jacksonville Jaguars win this game. I think so, too. Uh, just because the Bengals are beat up. They're beat up everywhere. 
starting Jake Browning at quarterback. I, I mean, that's basically the white flag. Uh, yeah, I, I just like Jacksonville's offense, even though Doug Peterson's play column is a little bit eh. Uh, and there are some guys on there that could be a bit better. The receiving core is not all the way there yet. The offensive line's not all the way there yet. But I think they beat the Bengals here. Okay, we're going to change gears. I'm going to ask you the question. You agree with Tom Brady's comments about NFL mediocrity? I think some of it's on him. I think some of it was on him and the Patriots dynasty. But I also think it's not just mediocrity. We've seen some outright bad football in the past five years because... Um, there's a, it's multifaceted. One of the is because of rule changes by the NFL that have significantly hampered defenders' ability to defend, um, and their their insistence on. Um, I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And hope, why not? I think the coaching isn't as as good as it was. I don't think the development of young. Okay, that's just a little bit what he was talking about. Um, I, and I look, that is all true, but I think it's it's not just mediocrity. I think it's just outright bad football because uh, the NFL's made rule changes that haven't allowed defenders to defend. Uh, there's been significantly bad, uh, worse refereeing over the past five years than I'd say in any point in NFL history. And, um, yes, I think development's also an issue. But I, I truly think that it, it's there's there's more to it that I can't really analyze. There are better people that do it. But I, I, I don't even think it's mediocrity. I think it's just downright bad football. Okay. Thanks for that. Um, some people – look, I'm divided on this. I think there's some out there who will say, yeah, it's the GOAT, Tom Brady, seven time, seven rings on his finger, on his hands. Who would doubt that? Uh, tuck rule was for who again? I don't know. Tuck rule. Rem- I remember that. That was kind of the beginning of it, where the tuck suddenly it was a tuck rule form because he did fumble the ball in that game. He no, fumbled it. He that fumbled was a it. clear fumble, and they reversed it. And he, what happened? We know what happened from there, right? The Patriots went where to the Super Bowl and won their first title with Brady. Okay, yeah. let's talk about 2018 in Kansas City. A very crucial third down play that would have resulted in the Patriots punting the ball away. What happened? A roughing the passer call out of nowhere. Yeah, but. What's changed the trajectory of the game? Yeah, but. Right, you, also... you had your chance. My turn now. I just feel like it's easy when you're the GOAT to say these things. At the same time, he's had great fortune and he's been. He dominated a division that stunk. Tell me, the Jets. The Dolphins and Bills during Tom Brady's time with the Patriots, up until maybe a couple years prior to him leaving, they all stunk. Yeah. They dominated the division. You stick the Patriots in any other division, right? They would struggle. Mm-hmm. So, come on. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. It's easy when you're not playing anymore to say how mediocre it is. I don't know. I think it's 50-50 that's as like as I, that's, uh, that's why I said a lot of it was on him and the Patriots dynasty. But also in that Chiefs game, D. Ford was completely offsides, and the Kansas City defense had an aneurysm. Like their but de- that roughing the passer call. It was, was a bad call. A bad was- call that extended the game that would not have even come to that point. Let's move on. Yeah. Now, you answer the next question for me. Yeah. Charles Barkley justified for calling out the Warriors as cooked 
and not considering them as contenders. I mean, look, Charles is outspoken. We know that. He's entitled to his own opinion. He ruffles feathers with a lot of these players, KD included and Clay. He's not wrong in saying these things about the Warriors. Um, they have an older roster now. You adding you're add, you added a nearly 40-year-old Chris Paul off the bench. That makes your team older. Um, nagging injuries happen. We know that Steph's had injuries this season. Um, they're an older team. They're reaching that middle sort of 34, 35. They haven't really made, from what I can see, no offense to you know the block content, no offense to you, Joe, but they haven't really made, in my opinion, big time moves that have made them, you know, so much better roster wise. You can see from other teams as far as the Suns go and the Mavericks. They're in a they're in the West. It's tough. Um, I don't see him as a as a contender, and I think you know Draymond's a distraction. Uh, he's going to continue to be a distraction. You made a decision to get rid of a younger Jordan Poole, which we now know in hindsight wasn't bad because he's not playing great in Washington. So I'd say he's not wrong. Um, they're, yeah, he's not wrong. They're not a good team right now. Uh, it, it, it just feels like Steve Kerr does not want to lean on the young guys like Kaminga or Moody. He should be. He, he doesn't want to. It, it, there's a difference between he should be and he doesn't want and can to. Can I just say, as a side note, a big loss for them was Dominic DiVincenzo, who's lightening up with the Knicks. Big loss yeah, for them. Dante DiVincenzo, yeah. All right, moving on here. Um, next question for you. Which team will likely turn around its current fortunes? The Wizards or the Pistons? Uh, honestly? Uh, oh God, Yikes. it's just terrible basketball. Yikes. It's awful. Yikes. It's... it's I, I truly think it's the Yikes. it's the the, the nadir for both Yikes. teams. Uh, I I truly think the Pistons might turn it around <laughs> because they have better young talent. Please explain to me what the Wizards have outside of two guys who love chucking up the ball every time, a Denny Avdia that's constantly standing nowhere and asking for the ball and not getting it. Please explain to me what they have outside of that. Okay. You can't because no, they don't have can't. anything. I I just I I I feel sorry for both of these franchises. It wasn't that long ago when Detroit were hosting up their hoisting up their championship, and this would have been two thousand four. You know, it's not that long ago, but it feels like a decade. It feels like years. It feels like centuries ago, right? Uh, the Wizards, formerly the Bullets, they should have, they always never changed the name, but they're fourteenth and fifteenth respectfully in the standings. They're not moving anywhere from that. Um, the Pistons confuse me because they've always seemed to be drafting the same kind of players. Uh, Kate, I, I think Cunningham's a good player, but I don't. He can't stay healthy. I don't know. As for the Wizards, my God, dreadful. I mean, I mean, I think I, I believe like they should have. They could have kept Russ. I think Russ would have at least given them some more seats in this. You know, some more you know bums on seats for the fans. Yeah. Um, they're just not good. They're not structured properly. They got out from under Bradley Beal, who he has yet to, in my opinion, from what I understand, has yet to play a single game with the Suns yet. Um, but they don't seem to. They seem to get in their way. They get these free agents, and they just, they just somehow never. It never fits. So I don't know. I think they're both as bad as each other. But if I had to put something against it, I'd say the Wizards, at the end of the season, may have a better better record than the Pistons. Maybe they slightly have. They have. A, well, they have what. At least one more win than the Pistons right now. Oh, cool. That's not saying much. No, it's not. Okay. Uh, you're a Mets fan. Here's this. 
Does Luis Severino signing give the Mets some structure in their rotation? I believe it does. He had a bad year with the Yankees, but it's a one-year. I'll take it. It's a one-year thing. It's not like it's a multi-year where there's trade kickers and whatnot. I I like the signing. If he, he if he bounces back, good. You have a number five starter that you can pay properly. Um, if he doesn't, oh well, you wash your hands of it. It's a it's a low risk, high reward maneuver for the Mets, and I don't mind it. Okay, um, I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping this is something that isn't a trend um, because the Mets. It's when it, for me the past is the past, but it still speaks volumes. When the Yankees would get someone like Doc Gooden or someone like Daryl Strawberry to help their teams, and they, they did well on those teams, and yet we end up getting from them a Dylan Batances who never pitched a game for the Mets, really, uh, a, a Gary Sanchez who played like five seconds with the Mets, uh, Robinson Cano who had a couple of good seasons with the Mets, and we know the rest was all history. Uh, I don't, I, I don't I, I'm not a big fan of this. I get what people are saying. I think for me, I think Severino's kind of cooked. I don't know if he still has the same velocity that he had. Well, only time will tell. I understand. The rotation is a dog's breakfast. Who's right a, who's a number five starter well, without we Severino? We don't know. We don't know. Right now, you have a bunch of guys out there. You don't know what your rotation is going to look like. And some of those guys need to be moving in the middle of relief because the relief pitching for the Mets was dreadful. So someone like Tyler McGill... He shouldn't be starting. I would put him into into the ro- into the relief rotation, but that's just me. I understand what you're saying. It's no risk. It's it's little risks. One year. What's it gonna do? Only time will tell. I would like to think that this he'd be the one to sort of shore up the rotation. Obviously, the Mets need to look at a couple more pitches to give them some ideas. Well, well they're the looking game. at Yamamoto. They're pursuing Yama, uh, Yoshi Nyobu Yamamoto hard. They want him and uh, the ya- Yaigama guy. They want both of them badly. I would love Yamamoto on this team. Okay. And Senga wants it. All right. Uh, Your next question to me. Will Shohei's reported three-year proposed uh, contract draw more interest from teams? And are you okay with impending meetings with teams kept private? Okay. So that's a two-pronged question. Um, I'm okay with the idea that they're trying to create something. Rather than say to teams, hey, um, how about I play here for 10 years versus I play for a short period of time and then maybe we, I re-up with you or I go somewhere else to get a longer contract? Okay, that's step one. Maybe. Maybe that draws some interest from a few more teams outside of who we thought they were. The second point about keeping things private, I just kind of think that it's tough for teams that like to have publicity trains and like to sort of draw interest to say, hey, we just talked with Shoei today and that was a, a good meeting. I'm not sure if he can control the whole narrative on that. As far as I'm concerned, he's not going to be pitching all of next year. So you're now getting him for just the hitting and not the pitching until the year after and the year after that. Okay. I think the same players will be involved. It'll be the West Coast team that he so chooses. I don't think it'll be his coast team. There might be a couple of teams that might be able to scrounge together some money and say, would you be interested? I think it widens his pool of potential teams a lot more because it's not going to be a long 10-year, 12-year service contract. They're saying, okay, three years, and you give us, you give him $150, $180 million, 
play he plays with you for your three years you get him for a full year of hitting but no pitching then you get him for potentially a 2025 of both and a 2026 of both 2026 of both um i think it's a it's a good move career wise for him uh the whole private thing it's really nothing to me i think he wants it to be private so he can make his choice uh without any um media um hounding which is fair uh but the but the whole thing about the three years i i do think it's a good career move for him and i think it gives teams an opportunity to say hey maybe we could break a run at shohei teams that are a bit more strapped for uh uh money right now uh say hey we could get this guy for three years it's not going to be a long-term thing and then maybe once we free up some more money and guys leave uh, or some or some sort of dead weight leaves. Maybe we can give this th- give this dude a long service contract. Okay. So I like it. All right. Just as a final point to that, I don't think it'll be a team that that's it's not very good. I, I, he wants to win. It'll be a good team. He wants to win. He's not going to be just going anywhere. Okay. For me, it, for me on the West, it, it it's either going to be the Dodgers, Giants, or or um, Seattle. Okay. All right. A few things before we go. Fail. F one the F one uh, event in Vegas not deemed a success. Uh, what do you do when you have uh, infrastructure or even roads that cannot safely hold an F one? Those vehicles require speed. They're big and they wreak havoc. So there was a gimmick, and I think it fell flat in its face. I think F one's going to run back to Europe and stay there. FIA is not going to be happy with how the infrastructure looked. No. Um, there's a reason why this was the first F1 event held in the United States. And it's never going to happen. And it's not going to happen ever again. Okay. I, I, I'm the last person to be talking about Care motorsport. About I don't know about more motorsport. I just go for the crashes. But, um, but no, the, in F1, you're not going to see crashes. They don't touch the, the cars. No, there's crashes, but I you're like not. You, those cars try to stay away from each other because yeah, they. It's unsafe if they crash. Of course not. It, but that's what people. But in NASCAR, the the cars are bigger. They're more bulky. They're, they're stock cars. I, I mean, know, but the F one yeah. cars are just as big as stock cars. They're just fat. They're just yeah. As they're as big, big, but they're not. They're they're the NASCARs are more able to take damage. They're I, we'll more see. able I, to I take know, damage. I, I've seen accidents in F one. All right. All right. Happy belated birthday. Francisco Lindor, 30 years old. The Quite possibly the best shortstop in baseball. Well, look, uh, he played, look, this season, as always, he played almost every single game for the Mets. He didn't bat for average great. He hit over 30 home runs, drove in over 100 runs. That's what you're going to get right now. Would I want him to hit for more average? Sure. But, you know, look, I cannot take anything away from the fact that he played every single the game. The contract is so worth it. The contract is worth it yes. with what he provides. Right. He's he he could be a future captain of the club. Yes. He's a fantastic player, yeah. and he's a leader. All right. Happy belated birthday, Doc Gooden, 59 years old. He, of course, the phenom with the 80s Mets, 1985 Cy Young Award winner, 1986 World Series champion. There are those who obviously know and say that you know, with, without the personal problems, you're talking a Hall of Fame career. He did throw a no-hitter. Not with the Mets, of course. He threw up the Yankees. Had more success than the Yankees in the second act. But beside the fact, happy belated birthday to Doc Gooden. Happy belated birthday, Warren Moon, 67. He, of course, of the CFL and moved from the CFL and had great success with the Oilers, great success with the Vikings, the Chiefs, the, the Seahawks. Of course, is known for... Not necessarily his fault for the debacle that happened in Buffalo, the 35-3 lead that disintegrated. That wasn't his fault. He was just the quarterback. So happy belated birthday to Warren Moon. 
and around around this time, 19 years ago, Malice in the Palace. We all know what happened there. Lots of fighting. I mean, lots of stuff. We, lots we, of suspensions. Well, the documentary, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it was just it was half really good, half self-serving fans who think they that that one dude saying that that one dude saying saying felt offended. Because he stepped onto the court. Shouldn't have stepped on the court. Like, what are you you doing don't on the court? step on the court. What are you doing? On the you court? don't step on the court. Okay. What are you doing? All right. Finally, our last thing. Jimmy Johnson is to go into the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor. Finally, because it's about time. Ego, obviously, from Jerry Jones played into the the, the delay in all this. Um, we know that Jimmy Johnson led the Cowboys to back to back. Super Bowl championships, you can count a third Super Bowl championship with Barry Switzer, but Jimmy Johnson is the architect, and Jerry Jones, I guess, buried his ego into the ground and allowed for Jimmy Johnson to make a well-deserved return to the fans because that was at their peak. And JJ is probably up there with some of the best coaches of all time. And he's he's certainly one of the best... Cowboys coaches up there. He's definitely up there with with Tex Schramm. Anybody with the Herschel Walker trade? Who orchestrated that? Jimmy Johnson. Okay. Yeah. If you're coming from any platform, welcome. Welcome. We do this once a week. Now that we're back from vacation, next week, of course, we launch into week 13 in the NFL. Uh, we will probably talk more about baseball hot stove. We will discuss maybe a little bit of hockey. Not that I really care. Um, Rangers are on fire right yep, now. Yep, they are, but that's only regular season. We don't know, we don't know what happens in the playoffs. Uh, a little more f- basketball. We would like you to send emails. You know what the email address is. Tell them again. JuniorSenior2Views at gmail.com. All lowercase. Again, that's JuniorSenior2Views uh, at gmail.com. All lowercase. Tell us what you need to know. Tell us what you think. Uh, we will talk to you very soon. Ciao. Bye.